Hey everybody, Adam Stott here. Thanks for checking out my podcast, Business Growth Secrets. You're absolutely in the right place. This podcast is going to reveal to you all of the secrets that you've been looking to discover that are going to allow you to cure your cash flow problems, attain more clients, bring in more leads for your business, and create systems and processes that give you the growth that you want. You are going to discover the business growth secrets you have been looking for that I've used to sell over 50 million pounds worth of products and services on social media and help clients everywhere to grow their businesses on the mark. So let's get started on the Business Growth Secrets podcast. So why don't we just start off talking a little bit about you know, how did this business idea come up? What were the foundations of it? And how did we then take that from an idea to getting out to market and uh, going on to achieve the success that we had? So Charlotte and I went to school together. We was childhood friends, but we were Facebook friends. We wasn't massively close. And we left school and both fell pregnant around the same time. We were 21 and kind of bonded over that because we were the first in our friendship groups to fall pregnant. So it was kind of like cementing that sort of journey together and kind of pushed each other in each of our careers. I was fashion, did a lot of styling. I had my own boutique. Charlotte was interiors. And we kind of just used to really egg each other on throughout that. We were both very, very similar. And I ended up selling my business. Charlotte was kind of winding down her interior clients. And we were both really frustrated. And it was after an evening out, we kind of thought, why don't we just merge our talents and create style sisters and to be honest we didn't have like massive startup we didn't have loads of money we thought what can we do using our talents using our skill sets and our motivation and our determination to set a business up and it kind of just it just worked it was just we've we're always like naturally as even as children we'd be tidying up making things look good. Like I could look at a room and be like, I need to rearrange that. I can't relax in a space. Like I have to, it's just in us, I think. And I think I found my other person, which was Gemma, that was on the same wavelength as me. And it just worked from the get-go. We're the same type of weird. Like I don't think anybody (laughs) enjoys tidying up probably as much as we do. It's not quite normal. Um, (laughs) Other than you, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Same type of weird. And yeah, it was just kind of, as Charlotte mentioned, we had no money to invest in a business and it was kind of like, what the hell do we do? We're both extremely fidgety, really driven that we can create a business from. And we kind of ended up writing down our skills and kind of thinking, right, okay, well, we can just offer a service and that we haven't got to invest money into that. Set up the Instagram one afternoon and a friend of ours who'd seen that we'd set up the Instagram account and bear in mind there was nothing on this Instagram account at the time it was we looked quite bandy it was really bandy a Love Islander had put out a shout out for somebody to come and help with their wardrobe and honestly it was like the stars aligned we always say it and we just thought, you know what, sod it, let's just reach out. And, and the work, like, anything is, and some can just say no, can't they? And the more no's you get, you'll lead to a yes, won't you? So we just thought, well, we'll give it a go. And then she actually just said, yeah, why not? And we're like, oh, brilliant. So we went client. along. <laughs> and that was, honestly, that was the catapult for our business because she obviously shouted about it. She was so pleased with the service and it just kind of spiralled from there. And I think within three months we'd got 10,000 followers on the Instagram and it just went it was just going up and up and up wasn't it it was just madness but when we first started it wasn't just like oh we're just going to be organized as we had our it was a game plan if we're honest it's kind of we had 
the Style Sisters name there, and it was a lifestyle brand. Anything to do with your life, we wanted to cover it, making it an organised and stylish life. So uh, really for us, our way in was organising, and it's a talent of ours that has got us where we needed to be to then expand into other avenues. So when this Love Islander reached out, you know, when you went and reached out to them and you went after them, did you not have thoughts in your mind, well, we haven't got nothing to offer them, we don't know what our product range is? When you went there, was you like, what am I going to do? Or did you just... It's, it's, well, it's just us, our energy and our service to make <laughs> that, that wardrobe. We, honestly, people would laugh at us. they go, well, you're seriously, people are going to pay you to go to their house and clean. And we're like, well, people get cleaners. So why would they not have us over to make it a better space? Like, they didn't yeah. understand, did they? I think for us, it was kind of growing the social account was our game plan at the time. Yeah. It was like, do you know what? If we get celebrity clients, that's going to help grow our business, put the shout out there. And kind of our game plan was make us noticed by we doing something we enjoy. And then once we get big enough, we can then create this lifestyle. We brand. used to carry a board, probably as big as that. Bigger. Bigger. Made out of MDF. We made it <laughs> at home. With, like, we'd paint it all, spray paint it. It's actually so bad. sisters. But we would take that <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. Like Every celebrity in. would turn up to their house and go, the deal was they'd get a discounted price if they had a photo of us and they would post us on their Instagram. That was a deal. So they'd stand with us and they all did it. Yeah. They all stood there with us and then the Daily Mail would pick it up and it wouldn't just then be any. They'd see it was us. It was all about the branding, getting recognised and the marketing. To be honest as well, at one Where point, did that come from? Like our brains. Well, look, I, like, I actually love that answer <laughs> like, because it, it's simple, right? Well, you used but to work in PR years ago, and you, it's all about making, being loud. <laughs> it's about being loud yeah, being with seen. a big board. Yeah, just and making people remembering you and thinking of oh, them two girls again. Are oh, they popping up again? Who are these two girls? Who are these two girls? And that's what we wanted to be, didn't we? Just pop, bang, bang, bang. Don't at one point, we, we were in one week, we were at Vicky Patterson's, Mad Holden's, Fern McCann's. It was just kind of like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And it kind of just made so much noise. Who had the, the Messi's wardrobe? Oh, everyone asks this. <laughs> everyone NDA really, because, no, Nothing. because. That's why they get us in. Yeah. We weren't messy. The messier, the better, to be honest. Like, we were like, this is going to be fantastic before and after. Yeah. yeah. Like, Make it more messy. And we'd stay till like three, four o'clock in the mornings at people's houses. Like, we've got children. We've got boys that are now 13. They'll be 14 this year. And I've got another younger son that's eight. Like, they were younger back then. It's a lot of sacrifice. Like, we would literally work our butts off. We'd get home and we'd be driving home on motorways exhausted, eating junk food, living off sugar, yeah. and just <laughs> neglecting ourselves, really. We nearly just... died as well on one, at one oh, client's house yeah. when we went to Vicky Patterson's in Newcastle. Newcastle. It was like three, because we only had that day to do it, and she was like, girls, you can stay as long as you want. We are like, brilliant, let's just get the job done. Finished about three in the morning. It was one of the hottest days of the year, and we've pulled into... I was in charge of booking the hotel. Obviously, we had no money in the business at this point. So it was cheaper pound. the better. It was £30. I think it was cheaper. Off. I think it was £21. Oh, pounds. Like, so no there more. was one for 30 And I was like, oh, there's another one for 21 We'll save that £9. Um, booked that. I should have known. And we honestly turned up to what can only be described as a concrete prison. And we drove into... Immediately, we were like, what have we it's done? It's a multi-storey car park. And the lights only went on when you drove on that level. So, so they just kept going off the lights and it was pitch black. We were delirious. We pulled up and then two boys started walking towards us, shirts off, like... Menacing. Me oh, it was, I was at Charlotte, run. <laughs> Grabbed our stuff. Bearing in mind, we had literally had worked from 
nearly 24 hours, like, gruelling work, lugging suitcases up and down, like, knackered, hadn't eaten. Hottest day of the year as well, wasn't it? The England match was We've on, We've run it? up this step. We tried the fire exit door. It opened miraculously. We're, the angels were you definitely watching us. running after us. We were panting. It was petrifying. And then that was it. My mind's like, the hotel's in on it. The hotel's we in on home. it. We home. Well, so we, we ended drove, up driving home. Well, we drove to another travel lodge and slept in their car park and then <laughs> felt really sorry for ourselves and took a photo and sent it to, our, <laughs> sent it to, to Instagram Vicky. and Vicky Gaffin. Oh, like Newcastle wasn't good for us. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, lasses. Like, she, she was so sweet. But yeah, like we've had experiences and we're going to save it for the memoirs, I think. Yeah. There's been loads of There's funny loads. experiences. But we love what we do and I think that shows. I think they can see, like everyone's houses we go to, either it's our clients or anyone we meet, they're like, you passion for what you do does shine and through. you need it like it to be honest it isn't a glamorous job it's a it's a good job and we love it otherwise we wouldn't do it it can be bloody hard work and I think if we didn't love it it'd be very very easy to be like what the hell am I doing this for yeah what's the point so Absolutely. I do think passion uh, is going to be the drive of your business because you need it because you you are going to have shit days like, there's going to be days when you think why am I doing this so you need that passion yeah. to and I think what's nice where we are in a duo, if one is having a shit day, the other one can boost the other one up. And your energies can sometimes be a little bit off. And if one gets a bit hungry and angry at the other one, you know, <laughs> you usually kind of got each other to bounce off of. And throw sugar at us. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you went on this journey and you gone and started the business. You went out, got the first client. Um, I just showed just um, out in the other room the pillars, right? And it was really interesting because they got it straight away and they went, oh, yeah, we've done this one. This is the one we've done the most, yeah. which is the branding, right? So they said, this is what we worked on, um, which I thought was really interesting. So you put two and two together. You're like, we want celebrity clients. And you use that to grow your social following. Um, those celebrity clients then, did they recommend the other celebrity clients? Yeah. Is that kind of how it worked? Because who were some of the people? You've worked with really big names, haven't yeah. you? Who yeah. were some of the other people? We've got Rita Ora. Uh, Rio Ferdinand, Amanda Holden, Jamie Oliver, uh, uh, Michelle and Marvin Humes were there regularly with them. We've done pretty much everyone, if we're honest. Yeah. Like, the UK. We're obviously, without blowing our own trumpets, if we weren't good, it doesn't matter how much they shout about you, they're not going to recommend you. It's that personal thing. And I think being in someone's wardrobe is such a personal thing. You build relationships, you build bonds, and they can see we're passionate. We do go that extra mile, and we work hard. Like, we genuinely love it, and the thing that keeps us going is that end goal. The end goal is to have this lifestyle brand. You could, there's only seven days in a week. We can only do seven, potentially, clients a yeah. week. It's never going to push more than that, so it needs to be bigger than the clients, and we need to be bigger than just the celebrities that we do. We need to be a name for ourselves as and well. So it was kind of just riding towards that goal. I think and that's when two years ago we got the licensing deal. And I think yeah. that's when it kind of the, the brand and the business took a change. And it wasn't just all about the organising anymore. It was about the products we were bringing out and then the shops and the being a licensor and everything. So it's just, it's, it's the, it is a brand now. How does it feel having had that conversation with the two of you, made a piece of MDF <laughs> with the Stahl sisters to then be getting stocked in major retailers just a few years later. It's How do you feel about that journey? We're still catching up, yeah. if we're honest. Because we've been working on it two years, but it's not actually... Oh, it's only just recently launched. So there was kind of this gap where we were two girls being silly in a wardrobe, 
just doing what we love. And then it kind of got bigger than we probably... We obviously always had big visions for it, but it happened really, really quickly. And, and lockdown happened as well, don't forget, right smack bang in the middle. And that's when we wrote the book. And it kind of... We was on this massive, massive incline. Then it just... The whole world stopped. And I think everyone was in just like, we couldn't... We weren't together. We weren't living together. And obviously our business is being together. So and how do you create home. content? And, and that our business in the beginning was us. We were on the Instagram, we were giving people access to clients, people that they hadn't, you know, seen their messy drawers and stuff like that. All these celebrities that were, un, you know, normally untouchable, now we're giving you access to their messy wardrobes and people were loving, like, loving it. But then in lockdown, everybody became an organiser and everybody became an interior designer. Everyone started getting a home account. So we really, really needed to elevate our business and think quick because everything that we'd kind of was riding on, yeah, everyone changed. suddenly started doing it themselves. So it was in it. And as well, as Charlotte mentioned in the beginning, we used to be able to get a post. We used to get paid and we used to get social coverage. Like we were laughing really. That was, for us, it was like, it was well worth us doing a discount because that really is what is your advertising. That, that's what we saw our celebrity clients as advertising. This is advertising us. This is advertising our business. But then people clued up and were like, well, what's the point in me? doing all this, I can get paid X amount for a poet. And it just the whole, our strategy the dynamics changed. changed. It massively changed. And I've actually seen that with a lot of, in this circumstance, which is really interesting. I've seen a lot of people come up with a, a product, a niche, that's hot in the moment, ride the wave up, and then it goes down. And yeah. they're not able to actually recover because they don't pivot. That happens more times than you'd imagine. Yeah. I saw that during the, the initial e-commerce boom the wedding products, things like that. You've seen the, you know, all these different types of small gifts type businesses. You know, lots of different people went up and then went away. What I liked is that you then transitioned, didn't you? So how did that come about? There's a few things I want to talk to you about, actually, the book as well. Yeah. So talk about writing the book in lockdown. What's that done for you? How's that impacted you? Well, Gemma thought it would take like a week. And she's like, we'll pump that I was very week. good at English at school, and I do tend to love an essay. You can't shut me up when I get started. So and I was like, this is fine, it will flow out. I was out. like, Jem, no, like, I think this is going to take a lot more than that. Like, We went on holiday, actually, went to Santorini, and we were like, we'll just sit around the pool, we'll write a few chapters. It just really wasn't like that at all. And I think where our job is so visual and so practical physical. and physical, like putting that into words is really difficult. Like, like Mary Kondo does a similar thing to us, but hers is just all written. And if I'm honest, it, you, switch I, off. you switch off. I need pictures. I need to see what I'm doing. I need to know how to fold. I need to see how that's going to look. I'm, vis I'm a visual person, but we, it did take us a while, didn't yeah. it? I think to we wanted to, it. then we sort of broke it down and, yeah, it was a process. It and definitely again, wasn't easy, but I think we're, we're so proud of it. Well, you've got publishers. We're very, we've got a vision for things, but we've got publishers and there's rules and regs. You're not allowed colour. You're not allowed photographs. You're not allowed this. You're not allowed that. And we're like, but we need that. And then they were like, well, your budget, we've only invested this much into your book. An illustrator's going to cost X amount. And in the end, we were like, we will put money in. This book needs to be right. This is our name on it. It's not your name. Anything we do, we want to be proud of it. Like, it's our brand. It's our baby. And I think we kind of had a little bit of a battle. So I, do, I do find that as we're getting bigger, you kind of, you, you're afraid to say no to some people, but sometimes you, don't you have want to, to ruin that opportunity. I think hindsight's a fantastic thing. Obviously, it comes from experience, <laughs> but 
we said, yeah, we, I mean, we've always said no to things that don't align with us. So it might be a sponsored post. If it doesn't sit with us, we won't do it. We don't care about them. Obviously, we care about money, but we don't care about money enough to sort of jeopardize our values as a business. So we will only do something we are genuinely passionate about. And the same goes for clients. If we don't like the vibe of a client, we just won't even go there. It's going to be more rag than it's worth. What's the point? We want to enjoy our job. We're good at our job. So... And I think you, know, you actually have to do listen to your gut and your intuition. Like, there's been times where we're like, oh, I don't think we should do this. Well, like, oh, go on, let's do it. And we do it. Think, why have we done that? They've been nothing but a nightmare. You know, like, we, we yeah. do. We're slowly strong. learning, slowly. Yeah. It's very, very slowly. But <laughs> even with the licensing in the beginning, we didn't know what it was. Stupidly, we didn't do any research. And actually, in hindsight, probably wouldn't have gone down the licensing route because it's brought a lot of good opportunities but we have had to compromise on certain things. Until you get that first... It's really funny because people want to jump on you and what you're about, but they'll only invest so much, which is understandable, I guess. And until you have a good reaction to that, then they'll invest more, and then you can start to do it how yeah. you really, really want to do it. But for us, we probably should have well, put we've our got foot down really a bit more. Good, We've got nice taste, and obviously nice taste costs money. Then when they see how much <laughs> money things cost, they're like, well, no, girls, you can't actually have real gold on that. You've got to have gold plated. And we're like, oh, okay. You know, like, we, you, you have to make a lot of sacrifices and compromises. But again, me and Gemma, we didn't come from, like, big, lavish, like, lifestyles growing up. We always had nice taste, but not the money to afford it. So that's what we wanted to achieve for our lifestyle brand, was making nice products, but an achievable high street price so everyone can it's have it. It's actually really hard. It is hard <laughs> to play at that market. Getting something. We're, we used to, prior to entering into this sort of next chapter, we used to be like, why didn't they just do that without that and change that? And actually now we're understanding that the more simple, it's like with our candles, yeah. it was a very simple vessel, but you wouldn't believe how many changes we had to make to get a simple vessel looking nice but because that, it's all in the details yeah. like even the guy that's making them said every time you'd come back and make a tiny change but I can't even know and then he said and once I did it I noticed the difference so it is trying to make something quite plain and simple which is our branding is actually harder I mean it is quite surreal like we Aldi we do shop in Aldi and I would go and get all the Aldi candles they were like the Joe Malone dupes years back and then thinking oh my god in August are we gonna have a massive stand in there style sister stand with our candles in there being sold at 4.99 a candle they've got a little smell hole at the top so you can smell them without opening the box and ruining the packaging all these things we have thought of and it's going ahead and it's going to happen like there is it is sometimes we do feel like we lead double lives. We are like amazed, aren't we? We're like, oh my well, God. We'll be folding us. pants in someone's wardrobe, then <laughs> on, on the, doing this morning the next day. Like, it's very humbling, to be honest. I love it because we're the client as well as the other side, I guess. And it, it, it's nice because you sort of kind of still in touch with what people want. And I think the insight that we've had, which has been a huge USP for us, is we can see what is in our clients' homes, we know what they want, we know what they buy into, we can see everything that they get sent, what they, they love, yeah. that they get sent, what they don't love. So we've got a really, really unique insight to not just celebrity clients, but Every everyday day. clients as well. And there's so many similarities and the things that they enjoy, don't enjoy. And that for us is invaluable as a business because now for our next chapter, we're gonna take all that knowledge and now put that into products that we create. Brilliant. And social media has been a massive thing. So you've done well with influence yeah. for in a big way, which I think is really important. But but also you've really showed up yourselves and put a lot of effort into your social media. So I think when I spoke to you on the podcast, one of the things that I was most impressed by 
is the lack of fear. You seem to have been able to put fear to one side and just attack things. Yeah, I guess so. I think we both did drama at school. <laughs> like I said earlier, they can only say no. You know, like years, years ago, you used to do like acting and modelling and stuff. You'd go to these auditions, no, 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 no. Then you'd get your one little job. And you think, oh, actually... I kept turning up and I got something in the end. I just think it's just our personality. Every no leads to a yes, in our opinion, at the end of the day. Yeah. And if they want it, fantastic. If they don't, oh well. And also, if it's not meant to be, maybe that wasn't your path. Something else is waiting for you that is the right thing. And, you know, like sometimes things happen, think, oh, that's happened for a reason. Like we didn't do that that time because that come in, you know? So I think. But I'll be honest, like hiding behind an Instagram account is a lot easier to reach out to people because you think it's not actually me. They say no, oh well. Like it's through Instagram. Charlotte's really, really good in person. I'm a bit more shy. Um, I'm fine talking. Unless she has a drink. Unless I've had a drink. Don't see, don't see me. <laughs> Have you had a drink today? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting better. <laughs> no, I'm all right in this and talking about what we do, but for instance, Charlotte bumped into Rochelle Humes in a now shop once, and that is how she actually we actually got her as a client because she gave her a card and she rang me. She said, I'm gonna give her a card. I was like, oh, rather you than me, because I certainly wouldn't have done. I think I couldn't do that. But now maybe more so, but Charlotte is very, very good at being ballsy in the moment. Didn't you so. throw a card at a Spice Girl over a DJ? Yeah, yeah she was DJing at Mel C. And we were like, Mel, do you want us to organise your wardrobe? And she's like, <laughs> she's like, like DJing with her headphones on. Like, yeah, and we're like, take our card. <laughs> Every opportunity, like any opportunity. I mean, we don't switch off. When I say we message from the minute we open our eyes to the minute we go to sleep, we could do this, should have done this differently. Oh, what if we did this? Like it just is there's not a switch off point because for us it's like we have to keep going we can't waste yeah no one else is running it for us it is us and then everyone's like I bet you've got a massive team and we're like nice no, us we've got a girl called Evie that helps us now she's amazing and apart from that that is it like <laughs> we, we yeah. I think we've got not trust issues but it's more people not having the same vision as us and, and it's not even that we are the business yeah you can't it's, it, when you've got a product you can grow your team anybody can sort of follow guidelines to do what you need them to do. When you are the face of your business, yeah. there's no switch off. You've, you, they, people want you. They've bought into you. They follow you. It's very hard to transition over. I do feel like we've aged quite else. a bit over the last five years. I'm not going to lie. We look back at videos, don't we, about every year. <laughs> we've just hit our five-year milestone. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> we had so much energy back then. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... It's just the business has just taken a massive turn. And even sitting here now talking about it, it's just, it is just, yeah. you just, we just do. We just keep going and keep going and turn up, do what we do. And then you kind of sit back and it is, I think you do, should, everyone should take time just to sit back and reflect on where you're going and what you're doing. Just have a minute. I say that. I think it's really, really it, hard. But. No, listen, we are so blooming grateful. Like, honestly, so grateful. And it, it blows our mind that tidying someone's wardrobe has gotten us to this point and we get messages all the time you've inspired me to set up you've inspired but that again is wonderful and we want to share that knowledge we want to see everyone do well we are very big cheerleaders of people succeeding but it does put pressure on subconsciously to do the next thing be different create we don't want to copy we always want to be creating something fresh and have new. you had some moments where that action taking just wasn't showing up for you. What I'm trying to, you know, we've got obviously lots of different businesses in the room. We've got some businesses that are really big. We've yeah. got some businesses that are smaller. Um, I think that, I think for the bigger businesses, you know, what you've been saying there with the celebrity aspect, 
is if you are a bigger business in this room and you haven't leveraged that, that would be a great thing for you to look at leveraging. You know, how can you go and really build the brand through other people, which you've done a great job on? And we talk a bit more on the social yeah. media in a minute. For businesses that are more startup, I think that action taking is incredibly important. Is there been some moments where you haven't took that action, where you haven't dwelled, or is that the two of you bouncing off each other? What, what advice would you give to people to just get out there and do it? Um, we'll be yeah. honest, we do have down days. We're only human. It's days we're like, oh, no. We've had some flops, we're not going to lie. Yeah. Like, we've put a lot of energy into things. We've done a few collaborations that we had really high expectations yeah. for. And there's extra pressure because we want that to do well. It's not just for us then. It's for other people. Yeah. And it wasn't, again, we're talking about restrictions. We, if people listened to us, then it would have been brilliant. But because there's always restrictions, we'll make that sofa slightly smaller. And it's... We was doing a sofa collaboration and it was fun. It done well, but it wasn't quite that. I mean, we had a series of serious bad Oh, no, luck. like the, yeah, because we had the launch party and we were all ready to talk about it. Then the Queen died and then we no one could post for like 10 days because it was seen as being insensitive. So then the kind of hype had gone. And, and then we had F-ups with the PR and it's yeah. kind of like... The world is against Even us. With like our every book. little thing that we try and do, we'll have a lockdown yeah. or the queen will die or something, a, a pivotal moment yeah. for our business. And we're like, but you just got to keep going and you just got to think, do you know what? Yeah. It'll be the next thing. Otherwise, we could look at that and be really defeated in certain instances and it might put us off from ever collaborating how, how again. How do the two or... of you handle that disappointment as well? When moan. you've got... <laughs> just moan to each other. <laughs> just moan and moan. And my husband's like, oh my gosh, shut up, shut up. No, we're fine. No, <laughs> what we do, you just make the best of it. Ten days later, we posted. And yeah. You know, that's all you can do in that particular moment. You just turn moment. it around, don't you? And you just, at that bad point, you think, okay, how can we make this into a good point? And just, you've just got to... You've just got to keep going keep... and not be put off. I think there's been so many instances, honestly, where we could have gone, do you know what, I quit. <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. I'd rather just sell a product. It'll be a lot easier. It won't be easier, but, you know, it's a different kind of hard. Um, Why did you not quit? Because we just... We've invested on... too much. Yeah. We've And we do want to see it grow. Like, we're so passionate and... We, we can, can see, see the, the potential end. in that end goal. It's it could be huge. Like we are on that path, and that the the vision we've got, and it, we just it's just you. I think it's about getting the right team behind you to help execute it. You know, I think what we should have done in hindsight, which is really valuable, I think, is we should have got PR a really long time ago. That the right PR can mm. be really really good for your business. I'm not saying it's essential, but if you're going to invest in anything at a certain point, yeah, when, when we were PR. getting the coverage that we were getting, we should have invested in PR. And had we had someone say, girls, at, the, at that point, you'd really benefit from that, then it could have really elevated our business yeah, even bigger. Um, so I think there's been certain points and, and silly things that we should have got someone on admin, like PA maybe, that could have run the mess, like mess taken control of the messages that we were getting and DMs and emails because we, that got yeah. seriously neglected in the beginning. And I think it's all them little things that we were kind of overlooking because we were just doing the job. We were filming or we were in people's houses that the actual running of the business yeah. ended up getting neglected. But we should have just given up control a little bit in that beginning and had someone... <laughs> Doing the mess, you know, the yeah. email. Like a little bit of laying out would have then got more work probably 
coming in, in hindsight, looking back. And even things like TV, we've had so many TV production deals that have come on, come on board, and we get so close it being commissioned, and then it doesn't, something else happens. But, you know, like, we, we always say, like, it, it's, if it's coming to us, it's got to happen at some point. Like, something will happen at some point. So, so we, we just, just keep going? Just wear the journey. <laughs> we, honestly, we're like a flowing river. It's kind of... It, that's how I can describe it as. Like, we start here, but it takes diverts. And oh, then we'll plan our week. We're like, we're, we're going to... We've just bought... Not bought. Done a lease on an, another new office. We're never in the office, ever. Every week, we're like we're going to have an office day this week and we're going to do this and we've got grand plans and then it all gets blown out of the water because something yeah. will come up or an opportunity we can't miss and we kind of just go with, like you said, Which Charlotte was bad for me back in the day because I was very diary. If it's in the diary, it's in the diary. Like, I didn't like change. I was like, no, it's got an appointment, it's got to happen. And now, then I change it to pencil rather than being in pen. Now I'm like, I don't <laughs> even have a diary. It just goes in there because it's probably going to change. So it, I've had to change a lot as a person, haven't I? Yeah. With the business and be a bit more adaptable. Whereas I'm a bit more scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, well, I am a bit more like the mummy one. I'm like, come on, Gemma, are you ready? And she's like, yeah, I'm nearly ready. Like, it's, we, we are yin and yang. Like, we're very similar, but very different. We've got different We always attributes. say Charlotte's the bulldozer. She'll go in and kind of turn a room upside down and I'll go in and finger space and make it all really delicate yeah. and nice. And yeah. It, it just if, works. Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of your social media, right, you've, you've really shown up on it. You've got a huge following on social media. You know, you've, you've done very, very well on that. Do you want to mention about some of the things, not necessarily the influencer stuff, because that's helped build the audience for sure, but some of the things that you've done to really show up and cultivate people's interest. If you do check them out on Instagram, they've got really good, um, certainly worth looking at your Instagram and what you're doing. Do you want to talk about some of the, the content creation that you do, some ways that you really bring people in? What advice could you give to the people to power up their social media in a nice way? I think people like to see who's behind a brand. I know I'd like to see, I think people like to see what they're investing in if they're buying into a product who what made you start that business what made like you know just seeing a bit behind it because I think people then relate to it and it becomes a lot more personable. Yeah, I think content social media is huge. I mean it's blooming demanding because really overnight everyone's had to become content creators, photographers, videographers. It is such a and it's not cheap to hire someone no. to do that for you, especially if you're just starting out as a business. But creating sh people's attention spams have got really small. So, we've, you know, the snappier reels are always better. I think just being on present on the social, I mean, we have dips where we're kind of really all or nothing. We'll be constantly on the social and then we kind of disappear for weeks on end. And that's our downfall. Like we need to make sure we're staying cons consistency is everything. And it can be really, really gutting sometimes. You put a lot of time and energy into creating content and it doesn't really get much love. And well, you're like, it's all about it will pay off. It's all about the algorithms as well. You're working against this this computer robot thing. You might we've spent <laughs> hours on this reel. I think that looks banging. That's gonna go down a treat. Everyone's gonna love that. And then it'll get like not as many likes as we thought. And we're like, what? Then something else will go up that we've half-heartedly put up and it'll get amazing response. And you just, it's no rhyme or reason. Consistency. So then, but if you suddenly have that pivotal moment where something really hits it, people will then look on your social and see a backlog of stuff. And I just think stay consistent, even yeah. if it feels like it's not getting much love it will build towards that bigger picture. And just and making your grid look nice and, and not going off the subject. Keep it about what you are doing. Make it look aesthetically pleasing. Because people will instantly, as much as people say, oh, I don't really care, they do. They'll look at something. If it looks a little bit off or a bit not quite on your brand, they'll just go, well, 
uh, they will switch off from it. They'll go yeah. to someone else that looks a bit more snazzy and a bit more uh, kind of aesthetically pleasing. And you two as individuals showing up on it, you know, how did you how did you feel about that in the early days? And I think it's a we kind of just needed to jump on the opportunity. Like, if we didn't do it then, it was kind of just, you're getting all these amazing celebrity clients. You've got access to something that people don't get access to. We don't grab this opportunity and just kind of, we had to not give a crap. Let's be honest. Like, oh, there's days that we were literally like sweating, hairs tied up in the most oldest gym kit covered in dust. And, and we just thought, sod it. Like, yeah. we don't care. What we care about is building this brand, getting those numbers in, engaging. But people love it. I think people like to see people being real, if I'm honest. I think when we're all doled up and being extra, like, perfect and prim and proper, I don't think it gets as much grab. I think people actually like the real deal. Yeah. Like they kind of like to see the heart. They like to see the highs and the lows, and make them feel that you're just a human as well. Which we it's all more are. relatable, and especially doing what we do, it, people like to think, "Oh, my wardrobe's that messy. Oh, I can create that." And I think it's finding that thing in whatever you're doing that makes customers or clients relate to what you're doing. That grab, that kind of. I think what was really lovely, going a bit off subject, but we did the ideal home show exhibition, and we spoke there. And then this lady come up to us with our book, and she had all little post-it notes on different pages, and she was like, "Girls, this is like my bible. It's helped me get through so much mentally. I've just started a new relationship, and I've got." She just said, "You've helped me so much." And for us, we think this is just a little book we put together, but it's really helping people. Yeah. And for us, that's what we love. We are people pleasers and we just like to help people and that's mm -hmm. kind of that is a probably the, the, the fundamental thing of our business is to help people and 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 people being grateful because that's yeah. our best bit best bit <laughs> better than being paid is i'm like a child i'm like come and see what we've done opening the drawers the door like and show it. that is the best <laughs> bit and if <laughs> and then and, and seeing that they're happy and like how the, the energy is lifted in a room and you're like, oh, we did that. Just like we did that by using our like common sense, our skills, our time. Like it's like to some people it's not groundbreaking, but, but for some people it is really life changing. But then we've had clients that probably just, yeah, they wanted their wardrobe organised or their home organised, but they weren't too bothered by the mess. Like it wasn't getting to them until after. And then they come in and they're like, oh my God, I did not realise how much that was weighing me down. And there's yeah. such a mental aspect to what we do which is why I think it's so powerful and people resonate so much and people are obsessed with it now you know it's a proper thing now isn't it everyone's into organizing and because it can elevate your business even if your business is nothing to do with your home or being organized honestly the power in decluttering and detoxing can just elevate you so much within whatever area that you're doing what business it in because time. it's it's, it's subconsciously it will be weighing you down 100% and it, but it motivates it's a motivator clearing out it kind of motivates you to sort of sort all areas of your life out once your home life's sorted you think oh I can go and tackle anything but it's like stagnant energy if it's just kind of sit like you're in your office for instance you're like oh I'm having a bit of a down day and you've got all paperwork everywhere and it's a mess if that was all organised and put away you would feel in a better mindset probably more positive and your business might run a lot more differently because you're in yeah. a different headspace. It definitely does make a difference without a shadow. I've, I've found that whenever yeah. everything's in a mess. Sometimes you just need to take a moment and have a clear the decks right for sure. Look, I, th I think the, the journey's been amazing. I'm going to open it up for a couple of questions uh, from the audience. But for, for two girls that had an idea, went out, forced its hand, made it happen. 
went out and dealt with some of the biggest celebs in the UK, released a book, released ranges into the major supermarkets. I think they've done some amazing things, haven't they? Should we give them a big, big round of applause? Thank you. So we've got time for a few, a couple of questions. So who would like to ask? We've got Charva's had a hand up. We're going to get one from Sharon as well. So we go over to Charva, then we'll come over to Sharon. So Charma. Hi. What really hit me is the fact that you said in the beginning that you're both mothers and then you set up this business and you're just running this business. How on earth do you cope? Both children, house and business. It's something I'm struggling with and I think I'm sure I'm not the only one. It is a juggle. I mean, it's blooming tough, isn't it? Let's be honest. There's no getting around it. I'm a single mum, so it's probably even harder. You feel guilty. I think you feel guilty regardless of whether you, you know, whatever you're doing, whether you own a business or you simply work. Um, it's not easy. I think you've just got to... Whatever you're doing is for them and their future, and I think that's just... And it's really inspiring. Like, my mum was a grafter when we were younger, and that really has installed that into me so I just think just know that you're setting that example for your children on them hard days so that's that's what you would say so that's where it's from the sensor yeah. of that you really want to set a great example from I think it's really nice yeah go on sorry yeah. okay no that's it <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's like it's, nothing nothing's like it's just it is I've looked back and I think oh my god I've proper sacrificed like friendships times with family like I remember it was a hot this is really stuck into my head it was the hottest day of the year the kids are all in the paddling pool do you remember we'd left like the kids because like, the kids are friends they was all in the paddling pool and we thought oh we could just have a nice lazy Saturday oh no we're on the train in like 46 degree heat lugging all our stuff it was so hot and then we sat on a, a celebrity's clientele of ours doorstep for five hours because she didn't want to let us in we honestly just sat because she wasn't ready for us. So we just sat there for five hours, literally in Holland Park, on this beautiful doorstep, just waiting, thinking, really, we could have been at home with our kids. Like, precious memory time, but no, we're here doing this, you know. But it's, it's what you, we had to do, you know. So, yeah, there's been times where it's been hard, but we've just stuck with it. So, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> It's quite a transparent answer there. No, brilliant. Very good question there, Charva. Very, very good. Um, who else? It was Sharon, yeah. So we go Sharon, and then we'll go to uh, Maggie. Yeah. Thank you so much. I am just delighted to be here. I'm a professional organiser as well, and I'm trained by Marie Kondo. So I was trained in 2019. And just like yourselves, um, COVID really, I suppose the restrictions really halted things. Um, but my question is, whenever you're bringing on, you've one team member, have you? Yeah. How do you, is she working all the time or how do you manage that? She kind of shadows us. She just comes along with us. And then once we felt confident that she was understanding the, the kind of the process and how we would work and how we would think we allowed her to kind of venture off. But again, she'd be sending us pictures throughout the day, messaging us, ringing us. And, and sometimes actually having another pair of eyes to think differently has been quite nice as well, isn't it? And giving up, like, you know, we've, we've all got the same vision. She's very good. We're lucky we found her, really. It has, we did put a post out ages ago looking for a new client, like a new member of staff. And we were inundated with emails from people. But everyone was all around the UK. And I thought, we need someone local. Ideally, someone with no children and no kind of responsibilities, which sounds a bit selfish for, from us. But that's what we needed because we know what it's like with children. They can, they can be unwell, unexpected. You know, like my two are off school today, and they're not very well. You know, just you've got a day planned, but it can just completely go out the window with with family and stuff. So Evie's been a, a massive asset to us, isn't she? Oh, 
hugely, like life-changing, to be honest, because now it's where we're not... The business was kind of getting sacrificed when we were doing filming or doing other things It's because you can't be in all places at once. So having her being able to go and keep that business continuing whilst we're doing other things, like, for instance, today, you know, we can't be in a client's home. Evie's now at our clients today. So it's just, yeah, it's been hugely beneficial. Yeah. Brilliant, absolutely. Thank Brilliant. you so much. And I'd love to get chatting to you before you leave. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Um, okay, probably got time for maybe just one or two more. Yep, let's go over here. So, Hayley, yep. Hello. Um, so, we work together. We're mum friends as well. We met as mums. We're really similar people, but we do have different ideas for what we're doing. Um, sometimes we find us just going around in a circle. It's a bit of a, not butting heads, because we don't fall out. We can have a laugh about it, but find that we can't actually reach a resolution or a solution. Like, do you guys have that? And if you do, how do you combat it? I think it? we're both very strong personalities, aren't we? But thank God we've both got the same vision and taste and end goal. I think that's so important. And there's certain strengths that Charlotte have has, and so I can't. So she's obviously the more interior side. So I kind of sort of let her do her thing in that area. I think. From experience, because I had a partnership prior to being in business with Charlotte, you need to find your roles within the business and what your strengths are. So, for instance, I mean, what do you do? Um, we're working on date night experiences. So, maybe so I'm in a relationship and Hayley's single. So, we have... It's, well, it's just differences, yeah. isn't it, in yeah. what we're really doing. So getting that emotional connection, like the vision of what the product is, is the same, but... Obviously, I come from a point of view of being single and knowing, like, the single woman, date yourself. And obviously, she's in a relationship where we're helping we spark. Yeah. So, because we're not in those same places, it's, it gets a little bit... Could that not help your business, though? Because it's almost technically then two products, yeah. isn't it? It does, which is what we're saying is amazing. But obviously, because we've literally just started out yeah. and we know we've got to be clear on our clientele. Okay. We've got to stick to, at the minute, starting with one product and yeah. going with it. So that's why like, I know that later yeah. will come the empowering single women, all that yeah. kind of stuff. At the minute, we've got to focus on what the start yeah. was, and that was the couple's date night No, boxes. just know that deep down that is what you're going to touch on. It means like Gemma, yeah. she's fashion background. She's amazing at styling. She's had to sit on the back burner really with that because the interiors took over such a big lead. So she's had to sit back and she, now it's time for her to shine and she'll be doing her interiors. Don't be afraid... You know, just let one go forward for a little while, do that, get that established, and then bring your one out and just kind of, just kind of, how can I explain it? I think what it is, just being on an understand, as long as you know, like I know Charlotte knows I want to do the more fashion. I've had to wait five years. Um, and we, you know, we've had a really successful business. Fashion was always my thing. I did that before we even was Style Sisters. But I, I knew that naturally the business, once we started doing the organising, turned into interiors. We were getting amazing interior design clients. I mean, we've done the interior design for Jamie Oliver and Jules Oliver, um, Rochelle Hugh. Like, we've had some amazing clients. They were opportunities we couldn't turn down. I couldn't go, no, sorry, <laughs> I want to do the fashion. Yeah. Do you know, like, it, it's just I've accepted that it's fine. Like, when the time's right, I will bring that in. And it, it, I think just knowing what's right for your business right now, both being on the same page, look, we're going to do this, but you know I want to then bring this aspect yeah, in. We, we are. And I think, yeah, but no. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. No, and knowing you two really well, you know, you remind me a bit of yeah, uh, you do these remind girls, right? Us. Like you should have seen them at the the first event that I met them at. They were just bouncing off each other the whole time. They're 
good energy. You know, they're going to do uh, they're going to do very well. They're going to do. And that's things. amazing. That energy, like you don't get that often. So just focus on that, and yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Brilliant. Well done, girls. <laughs> Lovely job. Okay, we've probably got time for one more question. Who wants our last question? We can go Dan Rusco at the back. So, last question, and then we're going to do some photos, girls. Is that all right, yeah? Yeah, yeah, we'll do that, yeah. Yeah, of course. Hi, thanks very much for, <laughs> um, for, for giving us all this inspiration and, and lots of kind of enthusiasm and stuff, which is great. I'm Dan. Um, I own a brand called Kitchtool, which is a sustainable cleaning brand. Um, you mentioned about putting more of a personal spin on your brand and letting people see behind the scenes. And I've tried to start doing it recently, not comfortably, but I've tried to start doing it. And I'm just trying to, th where's that line with you? Oh no, there's obviously a line, but what, what, <laughs> what, what, with your brand and your brand values, where do you kind of create that vision for bringing people into the brand from behind the scenes? Because within my business where it's kind of more e-commerce based, a lot of people show packing the boxes, sending the shipping the products, all that sort of stuff, trying to be different. And where's that line or where was that line for you? I think for us, it's, it's about the work. So it will be taking people behind the scenes into people's homes it's always about the work and the same could be for you you've you might have a story as to why you've created that business and tell people that it doesn't have to be packing up boxes a behind the scene it could be a really quick snappy reel decided to start this business because and it's kind of giving that brand value sorry <laughs> <laughs> brand value to your brand brand what and it gives people more of a reason to invest into that because the people love a story is there a story why you started? Maybe you could build on that aspect, for example, because you tell him, you know, doing a daily vlog, for example, of you making your cup of coffee and do it. it's not to do with the business. It wouldn't fit. You need to kind of make your content personal, but fit around what you're doing, in my opinion. I might be wrong. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and don't be afraid, again, just or, or compare yourself to other brands and stuff. Oh, just right. kind of just stay in your lane and just, like you said, like, what, where's the line? Like, you won't be in your, like, dressing gown. Like, all right, everyone <laughs> yeah. woken up this morning. No, like, you've got to keep it, <laughs> keep it kind of relatable yeah, to your... Yeah. Just be your hand or... <laughs> you, you just, like, you, 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 you kind of find your... Or do a little Q&A. Like, people love a, a little dressing gown, a hand, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We'll leave it there. <laughs> no, brilliant no, question, Dan. Did that help you? Yeah? Luck, yeah, yeah, brilliant. No, thank yeah. you. Brilliant. <laughs> Big round of applause for Dan. Hey, everybody. Adam here. And I hope you loved today's episode. Hope you thought it was fabulous. And if you did, I'd like to ask you a small favour. Could you jump over and go and give the podcast a review? Of course, I'll be super grateful if that is a five-star review. We're putting our all into this podcast for you, delivering you the content, giving you the secrets. And if you've enjoyed it, please go and give us a review and talk about what your favourite episode is, perhaps. Every single month, I select someone from that review list to come to one of my exclusive academy days and have lunch with me on the day, meeting hundreds of my clients. So if you want that to be you, then you're going to be in with a shout if you go and give us a review on iTunes. Please, of course, do remember to subscribe so you can get all the up-to-date episodes. Peace and love, and I'll see you very, very soon. Thank you.